0: This Road to Osaka series is powered by Mizuno. Here from Rhys Edwards, Rachel McGuinness and Julian Spence, another top Australian marathoners in their push to the Osaka marathon on February 25. And we are here with two of those names. In fact, three of them are here. We've got uh, Rhys in Melbourne, Rachel in Ballarat. Welcome, team.
1: Thanks.
0: Thanks. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Rachel... Quick question just off the top of my head. Where do you stay in Ballarat when you're at work?
2: Oh, so the hospital put me up in a house on Ascot Street North. It's not very nice.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's a shame. It's pretty old. But they just give you accommodation?
2: Yeah, yeah, because like when I come up here to work, um, yeah, they give me accommodation. Um, but, yeah, it's, like a sh- oh, it's, it's, not- it's not too bad. It's a share house, um, so there's mm. usually other people staying here. Do you have to
1: pay any rent at all,
2: no, so I shouldn't really complain. But other other places, when I, loc- I locumed up in Albury, Wodonga for a while, and they put you up in the quest, so you get your own suite in the quest. So that's pretty oh. nice. The we rich swish. get richer. <laughs>
1: no, no. What are your thoughts, Rachel, on the uh, the changes in tax?
0: What here? <laughs> yeah, we, <changed> it. <laughs> no, we don't have to go
1: down that chestnut.
0: It, it affects the wealthy as well, like positively. So you're all good.
2: Yeah, I'm not in that category, I don't think. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, two quick questions come in today. Listen to questions. Um, the first one was for you, Rachel. What kind of excuses do people get when you find something up there at <laughs> anus?
2: the the classic is of course I slipped and fell
1: really people actually use that
2: yeah like they slipped and um, fell yeah like a common thing that people have come into emergency departments up their butt is like the end of toilet brushes and often people say they like went to the bathroom they were um you know naked and like went to sit on the toilet seat and missed (laughs) like landed next to the toilet seat and the instead of like the toilet brush just like bouncing off part of their but it went right up there so the
1: number one the number one object is toilet brushes
2: so that's number one um I know someone that I didn't see this patient, but someone saw someone with a tennis ball up there but and they said right this is so they were. Playing tennis with one of those, you know, those machines that fire out tennis balls. Nah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and they, the reason they were also um, apparently doing this naked, I don't know. Um, and they were picking up balls off the floor when the machine <laughs> misfired and it fired a uh, tennis ball, and instead of again it just bouncing off their butt sheets, which you would expect it to given the force,
1: uh,
2: somehow it managed to like, get up into their rectal cavity.
0: Uh, that's like, fantastic. Yeah. Oh wow! All right, that's cool. that's great. Yeah.
2: This
0: people this come up with anything. <laughs> Some
2: people say that other people have put it up there without their knowledge and stuff like that. So, uh,
0: yeah. Nah, I'm happy with that answer. Thank you. <laughs> that's um, a really good story. <laughs> the second one, Reese, slightly more serious, but not that serious. Why don't you work in private practice, not in a hospital?
1: Because I just I just kind of fell into where I am. So I, when I moved over to London and I just got a job in kind of brain injuries. So then when I came back to Melbourne, I don't know, I just fell into it. It's kind of nice to be out. So like if you're in private practice, there's a lot of like just lower back pain and running related injuries. And I love running related injuries. But sometimes it's nice to go to work and just it's got nothing to do with with running for an entire day, so sometimes it's nice to be out of the the running bubble, mm. which I feel like private practice. You're not as much. It's yeah. a private
2: hospital, though, isn't it? Where you work?
1: Yeah, so it's a private hospital. We we have like public agreements as well, but um, we get all the TAC patients, so people who are like any motor vehicle accident or anything that happens on the roads will end up coming through us for rehab. So, um, and if you ever do neuro rehab or brain injury, it's so interesting. Like some of the stuff, when people are in what we call post-traumatic post-traum- amnesia, like some of the things they do, um, it's great fun.
0: All right. Well, next one to Rachel. Why Are you going to be a sports doctor?
2: That's hopefully the plan. I'm going to sit the exam uh, later this year. Um, so in Australia, um, you have to be a permanent resident before you can sit the exam, so I got that um a few months ago and then you have to pass the exam before you can get onto the program so yeah exam later this year and then hopefully progress to interview so that's why i'm doing this stuff with the soccer team at the moment to try and
0: yes lovely the program. so did you go to a, an australia day ceremony to celebrate your um no
2: residency? you only get that if, you're, if you get citizenship not permanent residency
0: oh what's the difference mm
2: citizenship so permanent residency lasts for five years but you can like quite easily renew it you get all the same rights as a citizen apart from you don't um vote um and i think that's pretty much it but you're entitled to medicare and um you have you're allowed to leave and return to the country as many times as you want um but for citizenship you uh have to have permanent residency first i think and you have to sit the citizenship test so you have to like study about australian history and stuff and pass Uh, that
0: if you get married to an Australian, are you automatically a citizen? No. Oh, well, you still don't... have to pass the test.
2: I think so. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh. You can correct me if I'm
0: wrong. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I imagine you might have looked looked into that.
2: Now, well, I got I got my permanent residency without like having to go down like the partner route. So because I got it like a uh, as a sponsored one.
0: Ah, uh, doctors. Yep hard to get all right training rachel where we at week off full week off
2: yep full week off just on the elliptical and the chin-up machine
0: oh yes Oh yes (laughs) how'd you find it
2: the chin-ups well did you use the
0: assisted machine
2: (laughs) yeah so um my friend works at the gym that I signed up to in Ballarat so he was like when was it like last time you tried to do a chin-up and I was like maybe when I was six on the monkey bars like I, I <laughs> haven't even attempted one ever since he was like well let's just have a go and see if you can do one because you might be able to do one so hang off the bars and he's like all right go on then and I'm like I am I am going <laughs> like, it's me <laughs> trying i just hanging there like a rag doll and he's like okay well we'll go use the assisted machine um and then he puts, because you put the pins in like the pin weight machines at the gym, and uh, he puts it in at 55. And I was like, wait, like, isn't it like how much weight you offload? And he was like, no, no, it's like levels. And I was like, okay. So I get onto you. you have to like climb onto it, and then it like sinks according mm-hmm. to how much weight you've offloaded. So I climb onto it, and the thing doesn't move. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you just put the pin in 55 <laughs> kilos, which is pretty much my body weight. So he was like, all oh, right, yeah, maybe. <laughs> So I've got – when I started, I put off 19 kilos offloaded and now I got down to 12. So it's not yet a challenge Ooh. failed, it's a challenge in progress.
0: All right, yeah, I'll yeah. pay that. That's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. And you, you get this little addiction just like running. Mm. You'll be a chin-up machine soon. Yeah, do not be able to go a day without finding a bar to yeah. pull up on. <laughs> <laughs> um, any progress with the shin after having a week off? Does it feel different? Did you – test it running yeah. across the road or
2: no i haven't really bothered running on it um i want to give it like my physio said to take the two weeks off so uh, i do a couple of like little hops sometimes it's it's better but it's still not like 100 percent. i feel like had it like it felt like this a few years ago and i never had any history of bone stress or anything i probably want like yeah this is all right to run on like it's just a bit sore but i'm just going to wait out the extra week and i've got a repeat scan a week today so
0: oh you had that out. today Oh, no, week, week day, next week week Monday. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right,
0: cool. Um, and so the, the great hope when you scan it is it shows nothing?
2: Yeah, and and the hope is that I'm also pain-free by then because then that would be good. Um, but, like, currently there's still something going on because I'm still getting a bit of pain. So the great hope is that it, like, yeah, reveals some answers, like whether this is just periosteal stuff still ongoing, whether it is, like, evolving into bone stress. But I think it would be unlikely given I've, now for six weeks, apart from two weeks of offloaded running, where I just did like twenty k during the week, that's all I've done. So it would be a surprise to me if it evolved into bone stress. But yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: what's Which... your headspace like at this stage? This is not to get too yeah. personal. You don't have to go because a lot of people get injuries, especially leading into their big, their main race. They've spent all this money to travel to a race and they get injured and you're coming out kind of the grieving stage, it seems now, is what has the kind of emotional ride been like in this? Because we haven't really Mm. touched on that side, I don't think that well.
2: Yeah, um, I was like, when I, I think as well, the the difficulty I found with with this is because it's not being clear cut. It's not like I had one scan that said, this is definitely what this is, and this is how long you need to rest for, and this is when it's expected to get better. I had a scan that didn't fit with my symptoms so that kind of like at first when I got the scan I was de- distraught and then when I was thinking about it I was like oh this doesn't quite fit and then I was told to get another scan and I was told oh look you can run for a bit so it's been very up and down and it's been very different to how because when I, I got the sacral um when I had my sacrum scan for the first time I think I I, I knew it was going to be a stress fracture I got it scanned and like I was pain free after, I I don't know, like I was pain free after four or five weeks. And if anything, I had like repeat scans checking if I was going to be able to run. And I was told, no, you can't. Um, So I was pain free, but being told, no, you can't run. No, you can't run. I kept having repeat scans. Whereas this one is, oh, you can run it. It might get worse. So it's been, yeah, it's been difficult to navigate like with the headspace. Now that I've like committed to taking the time off like if it's not better next week I'll just take more time off like yeah. I mean, once, yeah once you commit to that time off you you know that you're in a set pattern of what you're trying to do at least it was more is that it, period where I was like, should I run on it or not yeah is it kind
1: of once you know the race is probably out of the picture it's almost yeah. like a blessing yeah. it's almost like a blessing in a way yeah. you kind of look further to the future like you're probably already got your
2: next race planned in
1: your head I imagine and that's where your heads at
2: Well, no, now at the moment, I don't because I've had now, last year, I entered Rotterdam Marathon, Berlin Marathon, Valencia Marathon, didn't make any of them. And now Osaka Marathon, haven't made Osaka. So now I kind of just feel like I don't, like I have things that I wanted to do, but I I feel like I'm not trying to get my heart set on anything because I've had, yeah, Mm -hmm. too many things like pulled away. Um, So... Mm. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah, just
2: like a... I just got to get through until this stops being painful. But it, MTSS can last us up to six months, so I'm just trying to like hold out some hope that that's not the case here.
0: Oh, I don't think you'll have to worry about that. Not if you, not being so aggressive with it now. That should yeah. Sort of, I yeah, hope, like,
2: I hope so. But yeah.
0: yeah, sounds like in the future maybe not booking like just having the constant disappointment and not making races is not mm. a good thing almost like- yeah
2: the problem is though like with things like berlin and valencia you have to like get your mm. ticket it's in true. early like even mm. i even panicked like and i entered the copenhagen marathon like a few i was like oh, i should just try and get an entry like i don't like i was thinking like it was in later than it was and then i got an entry for it it's like it's actually not that far away. So I was like So you have oh.
1: a, so you have an entry to Copenhagen Marathon in May.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so, yeah, the first weekend in May, yeah. I don't know why, like I was just like, oh I should try and find something now that I can't do a soccer. like I'll book into something. When did um, you get this entry? That last the maybe two a week, ten days ago. Uh,
1: yeah. Like you Coach? have to like? Try You're to with
2: <laughs> no, no, like I, I was just like, Oh, I should just try and <laughs> find something I can do
0: all she's doing is losing money it's, it's I mean I mean I we're I entering it
2: like, um, it's a free entry you, through the like the elite. oh
0: yeah thing. so that's yeah. I mean there's no harm in that although yeah. there is harm in the disappointment of missing another one yeah like I, I think
2: I thought it was a lot later than it was so I put in an entry without properly checking the date, and then when I got the like acceptance and then I actually looked into it I was like oh it's actually not that far away so
0: yeah so they have an elite program, pretty good one, Copenhagen. I never really yeah. sort of considered that.
1: They'll treat you well. I think it's the same organisers as the half marathon. They'll treat you really well. Yeah. Have you done it, Reese? I've done the half marathon and I just remember when I was living in London, I looked at the marathon as the same organisers mm. and I think I had entered. They were going to run like you know during COVID periods where there's a lot of races that were just like closed circuits, six kilometers round Mm. round. They were going to offer something like that, and I remember dealing with them through that stage, and they were really nice and really welcoming.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. Well, next week we'll be telling. You'll have had your scan. You'll be able to look at it yourself. Yeah. Be able to interpret it. Yep. Will you look at it yourself?
2: Oh straight away like as soon as I get out no. the I'm like, no no like I'm, as soon as I get out of the machine, I ask the radiographer that has the screen up. I'm like, "Do you mind if I look at it, And if they're a friendly one, they usually say that's fine, and if not, then they say, "Oh well, no patient confidentiality is, I'm like, it's okay.
1: is reading <laughs> imagery is reading imagery that black and white that you can go in with no bias and you're not going to catastrophize what's happening
2: um yeah like i'll be able to see if the if there's any like worsening edema on like the spot that they thought was the fracture before like i feel do like reckon, I that. do
1: you reckon if you see the spot i will make you feel like the spot's worse
2: mm, no because i'll have like my opinion of how bad i think it is before i see it right and i'm going to be correlating it yeah. with that
0: so maybe. you think she shouldn't look at all at the scan Reese?
1: yeah I, I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a sports doctor, but I actually wouldn't want to know that information personally.
2: You never looked at any of your, like when you had your sacral stressy last year, you didn't look at it?
1: I, I never even had the follow-up scan that you're having. I went two weeks pain free and I sat down with the sports doctor and we decided to go that he'd trust me in reloading without mm. having another scan just in case any, because we're like, you've been absolutely symptom free for two weeks. Let's just not bother and just go
0: off symptoms. Trusted you, the sports doc? Yeah, yeah mate. I'm a trustworthy figure
1: <laughs> when I'm in uniform.
0: Doesn't have access to your Strava by the um, sounds of it. He actually yeah. does
1: follow me on Strava. So, <laughs> uh,
0: All right, question for Rachel. When you're a sports doctor, will you follow your patients on Strava? to mm. Check in on them, make sure they're doing the right thing.
2: No, I don't think I'd like routinely follow every person. But if there was someone that like I already followed, for example, then I'd maybe have a little cheeky look to see. see then I would probably have all my me. patients divided and putting stuff on private. And-
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk next week. You can give us the, um, you can give us the report from the scan. We can match it up to the actual radiologist report. Yeah. See how good you yeah. are as a sports yeah. doctor. Yeah. Would we'll do our own oh, little test.
2: radiologist got it wrong so.
0: He did exactly. I've had a mm-hmm. few of them lately with um with uh athletes getting scans mm-hmm. and getting and the radiologists getting it wrong.
1: We're all it's, human.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, don't get me started on physios though. Jeez. The fucking amount of physios that get it wrong. Oh boy. <laughs> but I, so that's why I, I don't work in
1: private I, practice you just answered my okay. question
0: i don't understand a, a physio like taking a punt on something without double checking with a scan i just don't get that yeah. i'm like just just make sure of it this person's mm. coming to you invested in their sport they're running they want to get back as quick as possible you your e like the physio's ego getting so involved that they'll basically ensure that they're like that they won't double check anything with imagery like it makes me upset because I've had so many athletes who have gone to a physio and have just been delayed because of misdiagnosis wrong treatment when all it could have been fixed with is let's just have a look and see what's going on then we'll know what to do about it I don't mm. understand it's it's frustrating. Everybody.
2: There yeah. are a and, lot of like incidental findings on scans though as well. That's yeah. something you have to be careful with about not over scanning. Like they're called wow. it
1: Yes, go team, Rachel. It oh own fuck home. that.
2: Okay. You go no, in, I'm more You go in with scat- a
0: shin in, you got a scat- shin injury, Rachel, right?
2: Yeah. I don't care what the incidental you've yeah. got
0: shin pain. You- it's gonna show you what it is.
2: You might not care, but, like, an athlete might care and might fixate. Like, I think you you have to, yeah, approach each case individually. Um, But, yeah, like, if if you get a scan done at Olympic Park, they will comment on every single thing they can possibly find. They're really detailed. And, like, for me, I know how to read the results of that report and know, oh well, that just doesn't really mean anything. But a lot of people wouldn't. They would think, oh, no, I've got all these, like, 20 things wrong with me in the conclusion of this scan. And for some people, that might not do them any good.
0: But it's not up to the athlete to do that. Surely it's yeah. up to the physio to do that, or the sports doc, or yeah. whoever. Like it, I, I just think we we like they treat a lot of them treat runners like this is just a, a side hobby. That it's like, oh well, if you don't run, you can go for a bike ride. Who cares? When really mm. we care about running way too much to be treated yeah. like like poorly. I, if I walk into the sports clinic i want to be treated like i'm an afl player who's just had an injury on the field what are you going to do to get me out there back playing as quick as possible mm. yeah like scan me jab me cut me whatever get me back out there as quick as possible yeah. that's the type of treatment I'm, and and care i want mm. mm-hmm. yeah.
1: very valid
0: reese edwards yeah. you're um you're training this week. Let's go through it. Also, firstly... I like I
1: that. Like, you just got angry. That's the first time you got
0: angry in this series. Oh, I've, I've, I've had so many... Ang- and what can I do? I'm the running coach. I got this mm. athlete whose physio is absolutely butchering him right now. And what do I say? <laughs> hey, excuse me. Excuse me. I think you're getting it wrong. But mm. oh, there's nothing I can I, do. And you've
1: got enough friends that are physios that are probably can... Uh, guide you to the uh, advice as well
0: yeah well a couple but most are shit most (laughs) are typical physios
1: <laughs> like, running coaches don't get anything wrong, do you?
0: Every you guys are perfect. I always say I'm probably the best physio yeah. that I know. I was
1: going to say a running. <laughs> if you want a physio, go get a running coach. If you want a dietitian, get a running coach. If you want a personal trainer, get a running coach. If you want a motivational speaker, get a running coach. What else can you guys do?
0: Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with any of
1: that. Yeah,
2: you don't have one, Reese.
0: Exactly <laughs> right. I
2: <don't>...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh reese all right reese here we go here we go okay uh, you,
2: uh
0: you, yeah, oh, my yeah. firstly i just clicked on your strava says here underneath your name professional oh. athlete talk to me oh. talk, talk me through this because if yeah. if anyone's a professional athlete here it's rachel not you okay
2: no well, according to
1: according to strava's rules and regulations you're false that's that's Incorrect, mate. So, <laughs> if you win, if you win one of the UTMB World Series events, so if you win Ultra Trail Australia or Tarawira or something like that, that gives you professional uh, access. To something. So when I won Tarawira, it came up
0: for real. They just Correct. do it automatically for you.
1: Yeah, because if you go through the things, it says like top three in like a one of those trail races, um, and it just changed all. all, all uh, someone sent me a message one day and they're just like, what are your two things mean with Strava? And I didn't even know what they meant. And I was like, oh, shit, I've got full access here. You've got full subscriber and everything. Oh,
0: there you go. Because I, I actually got word that you were sending them an email every few days asking for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, mate, your contacts <laughs> are terrible.
0: And they just got sick of receiving the same email every couple of days and they're like, yeah. just give it to him. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't cost us any money. Just yeah. give it
1: to him. It does seem crazy, but doesn't it? Because it's like, I think you have to be like maybe an Olympian. It must be an Olympian or you can win these trail races. And, and, get- and It's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. That's why it's you've, you've touched me on a sore spot because I don't really care for it. I'm glad you said that because I'd be embarrassed if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I do like having the maps access and stuff, but I'm happy to pay whatever the subscription oh, yeah. is for that.
0: See, I'm paying for that shit. Mm.
1: Yeah, see, mate, that's where you got it wrong. You're too busy doing Bogong to Hotham. You should have been bloody in the Blue
0: Mountains. Mate, UTMB is going to buy that out soon. Don't worry. They already have.
1: You're five (laughs) years down. You're five years too late, mate. You're a businessman, aren't you?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're they're a good business, UTMB. Have you seen all the um, hoo-ha about it at the moment?
1: Yeah, I have actually. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting. Explain what's
0: going on to the listeners. Explain just quickly.
1: Uh, So what happened was there was this independent race in Canada that was just done by like the locals there and uh, Vale Resorts that owned the land that the race was on, they didn't give the independent company permission to run their event and then it got announced literally a week later that it was going to be UTMB Whistler and UTMB were already talking with Vale Resorts to stop giving the uh, independent company any... um, access to that land, so they just stole their stole their race. So instead of buying that independent company out or buying that race out, they literally just went behind their back and manipulated the system and created the race there. So that annoyed a few of the elite guys. So there's kind of a few of the elite guys who are talking about boycotting UTMB this year in protest, but I reckon u t b could cash up and just offer them enough money and probably pay their way out of it. Mm.
2: Get yeah. them all the Strava subscriber. Yeah, I'd yeah, yeah.
0: be up for that. I'd yeah. take it. They're runners. They'd take anything. You give them a physio cream, little tube of physio cream, they'll, <laughs> they'll do anything.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a little ready, stuck, ready, mate.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Your week right, of yeah. training now that we've My week of training,
1: about- yeah. So I was back at work this week, so a lot more singles during the week. So Monday, 17-kilometre jog just around home in the town. Tuesday, the same thing, 17-kilometre jog, um, nothing of note. Wednesday, I did a workout with uh, Ben Kelly, Al on the bike just down at Burnley Boulevard. I'm always a bit sluggish after work, so I did a 15-minute tempo. So I've done my warm-up, and then I've done a 15-minute tempo at 315 pace into 8 by kilometre, and that 15-minute tempo there is just to make me feel a little bit better for the 1Ks. Um and I think all those one Ks were anywhere between two fifty nine to two fifty five ish off a sixty second um, recovery. So I was really happy with that after a day of work.
0: And you're um... is that
1: still on the footpath. Uh, that's just on the footpath. Yeah. So actually, it never ever annoys me. And I was having a good, clean run. And then on the very mm. last rep, there's two ladies walking dogs, a abreast, and a bike rider, rider coming the other way. And I'm like, "Damn, Moose is putting the mocker on me." Huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What but about Al? Right. He, he's up front with a bell, just dinging him off? Yeah,
1: yeah, he, he does that. But in that case, it happened so fast. He kind of just let me go through and drop behind me and then came back around.
0: Mm. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now, you've hit 1.02 for a couple of them. Oh, I yeah. As it got a bit harder, we dropped back to 1.01. 01.
2: <laughs> There's even yeah. one at 1.00. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so this know. is we worried. Of- he, at this uh-huh. point, he was worried. So,
1: yeah, I, Al was just like, yep, you're up. So I was just on my watch. I wasn't as pedantic because normally when I'm by myself, I'm a bit more pedantic, but, yeah. After everyone ripped into me about my 1.02, I'm like, fine, I'll just stop my watch when I get told.
0: So you run this with another Ben Kelly run together?
1: Yep. So Ben did the 15-minute tempo and then he did 4 by one k He called it with 40 to go. He just... He's coming back from an injury, so it's not that he couldn't have done the whole thing. He just called it halfway. So instead of doing Pretty eight each. at a slower pace, he could do four at my pace and then just call it.
0: All right. Um, not like what you would consider a traditional sort of marathon-type session, is it? I also don't really have time on a
1: Wednesday after work to do a marathon session. Fair enough. So Yeah. And I'm I just getting back in that I do enough on the weekends, and that my history that the distance doesn't worry me. And yeah. I think you oh. know this too. My ceiling, I need to bump up my speed, so it's a bit of a priority.
0: Um, yes, we talked about that. You've, you've mentioned. Yes, yeah, that. so
1: that, yes, that's my priority more so than doing longer stuff at the moment. Um, uh-huh. As I say that, things get longer in the week. Uh, Thursday, 16K easy after work and then long weekend. So Friday morning is our Mango Boys session. I'm just clicking on it so I remember. Because Dave Ridley, sometimes with these sessions, it's like an algebra equation trying to work out what the hell
0: the actual session is. All right. There's a lot so of- that was one of my things for you. <laughs> This is a weird, weird session. Yeah. Go. So give. give tell us what okay. It was. So
1: the session, the session is twenty kilometers, just steady, which is kind of run along the bay. We chat, we have conversations. I think we average three fifty sevens or something like that, and then we swap shoes, and then we went into. Now I've put marathon pace there. Dave's sessions have like an AET or something that I don't understand. They just end up being around my like goal marathon pace, so that's why I put marathon pace. Anyway, the session is five minutes marathon pace, two times eight hundred meters fast, five Wait, minutes marathon. Hold up,
0: yeah. sorry, you got to You're give right. us rest here. Otherwise, I'm trying to bad.
1: remember what the rest ninety seconds. So there's okay. So it's five minutes marathon pace, ninety seconds, easy jog, two times eight hundred meters fast, ninety seconds jog. Five minutes marathon pace, ninety seconds jog, twelve hundred meters fast. Ninety seconds jog, five minutes marathon pace, ninety seconds jog, sixteen hundred meters fast. Five minutes marathon pace, six, 90 seconds jog, sixteen hundred meters fast. It's a mouthful. As and you love con-
2: your watch for this. So I like my
0: watch
1: for that. Yeah. How
2: do you- that's to gotta be it, put right?
0: in. You've got to put that in before. Yeah, yeah. I'd be going up nah, beats. Nah, no. Nah, I don't I don't do that. I don't use that what? feature. Why is it so weirdly complicated?
1: <laughs> like why so it's pretty 800s? much it's pretty much five minutes at like a I don't know, like a tolerable pace and then you go a bit faster. It's just changing the
0: pace. But then there's eight hundreds, twelve hundreds, sixteen hundreds.
1: Yeah, you know, just
0: changing our pace mate it's all about variability oh, I reckon there's a bit of co- over complication to this one and but you know what good workout I, 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 from you.
1: I actually won't disagree with you and when I see it I'm just like so this is a Dave Ridley special and I agree I do think it's overcomplicated, and you don't need to be I would have been more than happy to do 20k steady and then roll into three by 10 or something like that
0: you've you've run the paces let's let's roll through your marathon paces first we got 307, uh, we got 307, we got 308, and we got 308. Now that's yeah. good stuff there. Then we yeah. got the faster ones 251, 252, three minutes, 255, 251. Yeah. Very quick, very mm-hmm. quick for the fast stuff. 37 marathon. What's that? 209?
1: No. No, that's, I can tell you now 3.07 is 2.11.30. Um, is it? Not that, not that that's my goal. I just remember the previous Olympics when it was 2.11.30 was the qualifying. I remember thinking you have to hit 3.07s. Oh, shit. So what's
0: 210? 2.10s? 2.10s, 3.05s. Oh, yeah. Jeez, two seconds blows it out, doesn't it, per K? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. It, it makes such a difference at that kind of level. When you're missing a few K here and there, it just blows it out.
1: Yeah, exactly right. You have, you know, a 7K bad patch of just blowing up by four seconds and you're going, you know, huge drop. Tell
0: us how you felt in this.
1: Yeah, so the five minutes, and so this is what you're kind of getting at, five minutes at marathon pace because I had good legs in this session. So five minutes at marathon pace isn't really long enough. Like it just Mm -hmm. felt... Fine. Like yep. it's hard to know if that actually is marathon pace. It's my wishful marathon goal pace, let's be honest. Yep. Um, so I felt really good in that, and that's why the faster were a fair bit faster because the other paces felt so comfortable. Um, but yeah, I had good legs and tried to pick the reps up throughout. The twelve hundred was into a headwind, that's why that one was a three. Um yeah. Yep. But okay. no, very, very happy with that session. And I'm quite happy. It's probably the just before Melbourne when I started doing some of Denine's runners groups, and now doing this. It's the first time in a few years where I feel like my speed's starting to come along. So it's quite mm-hmm. exciting. Um, right. Good Friday. Friday, I after that session, I drove up to Bright. So it's meant to be a three and a half hour ride, but when you got a newborn, it takes six hours. Talk um, so us through that a little bit. So it's just kind of, it was more so probably on the way home, but let's just kind of like, if you get a bit of, tra- they recommend every hour and a half to two hours, you have to get the kid out of the car seat, change positions. You, you want to breastfeed do all that. So say if you get caught in some traffic and, you know, you're going 50Ks an hour, you're jammed up, but you, so you've gone nowhere for two hours, you still then have to get out of the car. It's not mm-hmm. like you can just smash a Red Bull or a coffee and catch up on time. So it just slows everything down and then, you know, you go get to a service centre, you need to change a nappy, all of a sudden you've lost 45 minutes or an hour of a stop. So um, it was our first trip with a newborn like this and it was, uh, it was very naive of us to think that you could just roll three and a half hours away and not think it's going to take six. So it was a very big lesson. So Port Ferry coming up. Oh, I, think yeah. it's about th- I think it's about three hours. I was planning on working all day Friday and driving down there after work with the so yeah we'll we'll be fine, but yeah travel has definitely
0: changed-
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm. if you wait till they start wanting to listen to um kids songs the whole way. That's yeah. even worse that's even <laughs> I would take a three times as long trip. Than the same amount of time listening to the wiggles the whole way. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, because he he was.
1: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that then. Because I could at least listen to my own music because he slept most of the way. Yeah, Mm. well, yeah, enjoy that. Um, Yeah, this rate. So you talk talk shit about the wiggles now, (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: I No, the wiggles serve a very good purpose. However,. Relentless Wiggles is hard, <laughs> it's really hard. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. all the songs off by heart now. There's a few classics, <laughs> though. There's a few classics in there, like um, uh, what's the good one? Oh, geez, oh, mate, you got to t- say, we're,
2: we're. one the what? Sorry, the cover of a tame impala song was Elephant.
0: Oh, that's that doesn't roll up on the kids' play No, I no. I'm thinking like wheels on the bus or something. Oh. Yeah, that's a bad one. You don't want to, no the, the one that I like is um uh the one with mr um with the chin the chin, you know he's got hairs on his chin. My kid's not old enough. No, nah, don't worry about it. Bad chat. Um hairs on the chin. So that's your favorite. Uh it's my favorite, yeah, I'll get into that. So you've got um you've got up there. I want to talk about this Sunday run, or maybe it's a yeah. Saturday run. My bad. Um, you've taken some segments in bright here. Mm. You've gone out on a little bit of a uh, hunting mission by the look of it.
4: Um,
0: so yeah, that was on Saturday
1: afternoon. So I. I think it was about 7 p.m. at night. No- oh, we, we went for a walk and, you know, out and about. Had some souvlaki and a can of Coke and I was just feeling good and I needed to get a run in. And I did the same loop that morning and I remember just thinking, oh, it'd just be interesting to see if i move it along a bit, what sort of average pace you can do for that. It's just a bit of a trial of fire and, um, yeah, I went all right through a few segments. So you've gone up Mount Porpunka. Is that the summit that you reached? No, that's just like a little tiny cl- – the, the summit's like a 15-kilometre climb. Oh, that was really? just That was just like a street-type thing. I think
0: – what's it say the distance is? It was like 2K or so. Yeah. 1.5? Yeah. Average gradient, 8.4%. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a big gradient. Yeah. Yeah, and it was nice. It was like a little kind of just open up the lungs. I kind of like bringing, yeah, pushing up the hills, so it was nice.
0: Was that like from the you start your run and then you just head straight up?
1: Yeah, I did. I did literally probably ran for maybe ninety seconds and then went
0: for it. Oh yeah.
1: All right, I you don't mind that.
2: Seven on one of your kilometers.
1: No, that's the Strava algorithm just feeding
0: you
2: absolutely. Oh yeah.
0: I think when you're a professional athlete, they look after <laughs> you for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah, they right. give. That is no. You've gone up 106 kilometers in one co- in the second kilometer. And 106 meters. Courses, oh yeah, 106 meters. But in four twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. That's,
1: my cl- that's, my climbing legs are going all right.
0: Yeah. Gee, that's yeah. pretty solid. So, and then it gets steeper after that.
1: Yeah, it, w- it wasn't easy, but I've done a little bit of this now, and. I feel like this uphill running is helping me. So, well, you only get it when you go away, don't you? Well, that's it. I think when you're in Melbourne, you're on the river all the time. As soon as you see a hill, you're just like, I just want to run up it hard.
0: And you've put a picture up here, Reese. And at first look, I thought this thing, this photo is going to make the internet because of your finger placement in the first picture oh i haven't even oh no do i have to pull something down oh no no i i was like what's happening here what am i looking at (laughs) oh i didn't even notice that
1: yeah Uh,
0: yeah. this little fella's going all right
1: yeah he's doing all right yeah he's doing all right he's not doing that good but you didn't
0: get that from dad but he's done
1: from... <laughs> oh that's good from you that is real good <laughs> oh i did not even notice that oh, oh. Uh. yeah yeah well done good pick up yeah she uh, uh, lucky she doesn't listen to this podcast so we should be safe <laughs>
0: uh how many k's for the week oh no you ran sunday sorry my bad i'm skipping ahead here
1: yeah so sunday was kind of this is another thing about now being a parent is we had to check out by 10 my partner's just been cleared to come back and do a little bit of running so she wanted to get a run in as well so she went out and did a run whilst i was looking after oliver and then i kind of only had about two hours 15 two hours 20 before we had to check out so i just want to get two hours in but i kind of deep down wanted a good 30 to 35k so i wanted to hustle along a little bit and i didn't want to be too bored so i kind of just broke it up a little bit there's no meaning to these paces purely for my own entertainment so i kind of broke it into like 10 minutes steady which worked out to be kind of around three forty pace and then I did twenty minutes at like three twenty five pace. I did that three times, and then I just kind of ran three fifties back to the hotel just to kind of get my run done. There was no meaning to that.
0: Uh isn't it? It's not really altitude at Bright, is it? Three hundred meters. It's not. It's not at all, really. Nah,
1: nah. Yeah. It's not altitude. It's fine. It was nice and cool. Like, yeah, that rail trail is quite nice. So you run yeah, up. You was... run
0: uphill for a fair while though. Must be a um... yeah.
1: So it's interesting because you're, you're running up the valley and I would have said, like it says 114 metres elevation for the entire run and you've done that 114 in the first half and then as soon as you turn around, it just gradually comes down. But it felt easier on the way back. But
4: I, yeah,
0: it, um,
1: it felt like more than 114 metres, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, you did, you're running a fair click. I mean, you ran 325s up 38 metres, 20 minutes worth.
1: Yeah, so I was for the end of the week, and that was kind of like I've been doing like really, really fast reps. And then this was kind of something nice just to get something out of bits, you know, not ridiculous, not slow, but not fast, just something quite strong and just beat up the legs a little bit. Shoes for this one? Which, what shoes do you roll with? Shoes. That was in the Wave Rebellion Flash. And mm. I just carried one of those precision, the big sachets. Are they like 90 grams of carbs? The
0: 91 yep. that you, um, can twist off.
1: Yeah, Mm. so I use that as well because I was just out there by myself, had no one on a bike, there's no water or anything, and there's no bins or anything like that. So it's nice just to have something where you just kind of sit
0: turn sit. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um all right. 180 K. Any changes to your goals on the day after this week? Has it influenced you at all?
1: No, not really. I'm like I still, you know, just break 2:13 is my goal. I'm I'm not going to go out and do anything reckless. I know for a fact that even on my best day in Osaka, I'm not in 2:10 shape. So um yeah, no it, it hasn't. It gives me confidence that maybe the first half of my marathon might feel a little bit more comfortable than what they normally do. Um, cuz of the paces. Just cuz of the paces, normally mm. like in my marathon PBs, I've actually felt quite uncomfortable for the first 15 kilometers and then i kind of get rolling with the pace and then i just kind of hold that um so it'd be nice if the first 10 or 15 i'm not in my own head thinking oh is this is too fast or not so when mm. you ran
2: your PB, did you do you remember if you negative or positive split no
1: nah, i positive split every single time but uh oh, um, uh, I think my PB. P- I think we went through halfway in like sixty six ten, and then I went on to run two thirteen twenty. Yeah. But I yeah. I fell apart at a, like literally exactly on the thirty five k marker. So I was yeah. like still running the same pace to thirty five, and then I just capitulated.
0: Even the down, even though it was downhill at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I my it was the first time ever in a marathon where my quads just. I just remember this moment, like, I can't go anymore. Like, I just, my legs feel like lead. And I went from literally hitting every split at 3.07, 3.08 to hitting, like, 3.20s, 3.21s um, mm. till 40, 41K, and then you pick it up a bit. Mm. Mm. I had a, a guy I ran with, this German fellow, and he he left me at the 35k he made me pull a turn and then he kind of kicked on me <laughs> and that's when I and that's when I blew up um but he went on and ran i think 212 low and in that last 5k i've gone and run 213 mid so mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah all right we got a guest coming on so i'm going to go through my week now mm-hmm. monday so this was a down week for me which means i tried to just keep it to one run per day uh First day was just 9K, ran that in the afternoon. Next day ran an hour down in Aries. I had this week off work as well, which was nice. So I, I'd i organised a week off from um, like a delayed week that I was supposed to have around Christmas. So Aren't you bit, the boss? Out. Can't you just take time off whenever you want? Well, uh, you sort of, not really, sort of. It's not It's not looked um, favorably by the team. You're, you just... you're a team, team player. Yeah, well, lately the team's been helping out a lot more. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I ran with Ali down in Aries. God, she was up and about because she was on a down week too. So she literally sat probably like a meter in front of me this whole way. And I would, I would have said 15 to 20 times, slow down, slow down, <laughs> slow down. And uh, she just did not like... Get it. So we ended up running four eighteens, which is really fast for an easy day for me.
4: Mm-mm.
0: That's a good uh, sign for Ellie.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think she'd responded to a couple of days. She had Monday off running totally. So she was feeling extra poppy. We did a workout on Wednesday morning. We um went to our little loop. It's called Grossman's Ridge, the estate. We ran five by two laps of this. The idea was progressive. Um, I had Brady come down from Echuca for this workout. So he wanted to he wanted to go and show off in front of some of the Surf Coast crew and we had run uh, the goal was to sort of start about marathon pace and then and then kick down. I was trying to go about 2 seconds per k quicker each lap. So it started about 320, then go 18, 16, 14, 12, something like that. The laps were about 3.14, so not quite two miles, but not far off. Um, It was relatively windy on this day. It's the windiest day we've had at Grossman's Ridge. It's saying on here it was about 20k an hour, which always feels worse than it sounds. Yeah. First one was 3.19 pace. Oh, the rests as well. They were going to go start at 90 seconds, standing rest, and then and then increase if we needed to. So the, um, I've, we've gone 3.19, had 90 seconds. 3.15, we took two minutes. 3.10, two minutes. five, we took two minutes 15. And then I ran three fours for the last rep. And then Brady ran a 254 last kilometer to run off on me after i um so what happened was that there was windy on one direction on the lap and i'd i'd taken the first um the first lap basically and then looked after him for the the headwind into the second lap and then he's kicked around me and and run the last k in two fifty four. So there was. it was actually interesting. It was a good workout for me. I was really happy with how it went in mm-hmm. terms of paces. Like the first three reps felt really easy. And then it started to get a little tougher in the fourth rep. And the fifth rep, I was, I was working hard towards the end. First lap was fine. Second lap got a bit harder. So um, why are you running this in a progressive nature? Uh, I, I want to do more work underneath marathon pace similar to what you're doing like i want to actually work this i want to be more around threshold and have i guess a a tougher type workout than running um five by 3k at marathon pace so so i want to Work. So, you reckon this is
1: tougher?
0: You reckon this was a tougher workout, even though you've
1: just said the first three reps are easy. Mm-hmm. You reckon this is a tougher workout than five straight at marathon pace?
0: Oh, way tougher. Way tougher. Yeah, for me, Do it th- is. For me, like I live in marathon pace, that's my world. So, anything underneath that gets quite difficult for me. Do you <laughs> think 319 to marathon pace? Uh, I think it might be a little quicker than that after these last few weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think if you can cut down that fast on that workout, like
1: personally, I think you wasted your time for the first two reps.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, what do you mean, wasting my time? It was a progression. You can't progress. You can't. You got to <laughs> start a progression somewhere.
1: I can. Can you explain what's your fascination with progressions?
0: Oh, I love the idea of being of like practicing being disciplined early. That's that's a real thing for me. And as I get more fatigued and tired, having to work harder, that's just a real mental skill, I reckon, that some people don't have. See, you're very good at regression, by the (laughs) sound of it. You just (laughs) explained. You're the king of getting slower in marathons. Perhaps if you adjust it and you maybe like practice getting faster, then you could, you might change race day.
2: But it's also a test of discipline um, remaining consistent. I think. But I was going to yeah. say
0: the goal's not if you,
1: how much faster do you really want to go? Isn't ideally you want even splits? Wouldn't mm, it be nice it's... to have your first half and your second half very similar, not like a minute, minute and a half
0: faster? I think that's like on paper, that's probably how you run the fastest. I've always run really well coming home strong and being in a super positive mindset, knowing that I can attack the last 12K rather than hanging on for dear life and and having that anxiety of wondering if the next kilometer is gonna be the end of my race or not. Whereas if I change that a little and I can kick off from about 25k and start pulling people in and feeling really good, then that 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 helps me perform better. And yeah. and that's that's sort of like ideally you can have that and negative split or and and, and then have an even split. Uh, I don't think, like I did that at Berlin twice with big negative splits and I didn't run as fast as I could have. So I think I got that slightly wrong. But I was mm-hmm. running with the women both times and and I, I kind of mm-hmm. just was committed to that pack. Whereas for this race, maybe I'll be a little bit more aggressive, but I still want to keep that mindset going in.
1: But would you not practice these sort of progression runs in like your long run or something longer? Like five by three K is not like a, humongous session to be spending mm-hmm. you know 6k of it at like a quite
0: an easy sensation no i don't this wasn't a marathon type specific workout i don't think this was a good threshold type workout little bit of vo2 max this was so it's, speed endurance stuff like i, I don't call this yeah, a so, marathon workout yeah.
1: so it's similar to what i've been doing where i do like a tempo and then i kind of do something faster afterwards
0: yeah well i guess sort of um, mm-hmm. I mean, that 2K at the start certainly still plays a part in how fatigued you get. You can't just write it off. It's still 3.19s. Like, mm-hmm. for me, that's, that could well be my marathon pace. I don't think so. We've done a lot of progressions on long runs as well. Not a lot, but we've done a few already. That's um, the one thing I've noticed
1: of all your, you love a progression. So it's good to hear the mindset of the man, why he's uh, doing all these progressions. Mm, likes to come home strong
0: Uh, before i did this block before i wrote this out i went back and looked at what i was working for me really well when i was running um faster and a lot of it was progression stuff so i've included it a lot uh Mm. i've I've actually gone back and and i'm revisiting a lot of it Mm. uh so that was you see the footage of um brady half-stepping me
1: I did, um, so that's where, is this where I ask you questions about Brady right now? Because last week you made a comment where you said, Brady can't run a marathon. Now, I would like to dive deeper into that comment. What is the reason why you think Brady can't run a marathon? Is it his emotional state? Is it physical state? Like, what are you (laughs) thinking here? Where are your thought processes, mate?
0: Yeah, it's discipline. It's showing off early. So it's, it's, it's 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 like ego taking over, I guess. He can't sit back and be disciplined in his marathoning. Even on this one, like, you can see what was happening. This was the first or second rep, and have a look at him just charging off the front. Like, how, mm. how do you expect to run a good marathon if, if you can't even sit back and relax for the first rep? It's a, it's a, bit, um, it's a bit of a worry, actually. And a lot, of, a lot of people in my DMs going, oh, geez, he um, doesn't learn anything, does he? all this time, and he still wants to be off the front with the ego kicking in. And a couple of surf coast guys were like, do you reckon he he felt like he had to show off for us? Because we're not really into that. Should we tell him we're not into people showing off like that? Um, But he, so like, I don't quite, I don't get why he needed to do it. 2.54 last K, it was impressive to watch. I gave him kudos at the end. I said, geez, Brady, you're so fast. You're a really fast guy. (laughs) but
1: uh, do you try to do you try to tame this beast like is someone like brady is he realistically has he got the personality to run a progression like if you tell him to run a progression come race day you wasting your time do you say mate you know what use your ego go out for it and maybe that's how you run faster
0: <laughs> nah hasn't worked for him yet hasn't worked has for he him.
1: gone out fast in marathons has he
0: oh i mean it only looks fast because of how much he's slowed down mm. so like you know, mm. it doesn't look, it's not that fast for him. He'll be good. He'll be good at this one. All he needs to do is just have someone like me in his ear at about the two two to three K mark saying, Don't run ahead now. Just mm. sit back. You want your other 220, sub 220? You, you get it if you stay back a little bit. Let's just do this smartly. And at the he end, he can, can run a lot fast faster.
1: Than, he can run a lot faster than just 220.
0: No, I know, but he's only done it once before just, so I think he'll take anything, anything under 220. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that was... Are you going to scalp him? Yeah, I will. I will. Cut that up. Play that back after the series is over. Um, (laughs) I ran with him the next morning. He's actually a Lululemon ambassador, if you didn't know. (laughs) And he, he rocked up to this run, and I'm telling you. Every bit of kit was with with a different type of pastel colour. It, like, it was like a pastel violet top, little lemon-coloured hat. He had like a little, like a peach short. Oh, he was, I don't think he actually watches either. He just uses the piece of clothing and then bins it and goes to a new one for the next time he runs because it, oh. it, it was immaculate looking. Mate, um, Brady, if
1: you're listening, mate, forget about your appearance, buddy. Just keep training.
0: No, he looked good. He did look good because there were a few boys with him that did not look good. Um, so he stood out. Uh, just, it was just a short day here for me. I couldn't resist running twice, so I went eight and a bit and then six and a bit. And then I went for a trail run. You'll love this Reese. trail run. The next yeah. day, put on some trail shoes and ran nice. through some single track. Forgot kind of nice. how tough it was really because it was, it was um, it's pretty much nonstop hill. A lot of corners, a mm. lot of tree roots, a lot of steps in the track mm. and a lot of snake watching on this one. Oh. It was about a bit later, 10 to 9. Um, mm. My wife also likes running, which is like annoying because they have to <laughs> run as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you share?
0: Is it one morning like do alternate? No, not really. I kind of get run of the roost on that, which is... Um, <laughs> And you're complaining. Is... And you're <laughs>
4: complaining.
0: Yeah, she's not a morning runner. That's lucky for me. Uh, I ran an hour the next day just around town. And then uh, big workout Sunday. So I, I, you can pick this apart if you like. But I, we wanted to go 30K steady and I wanted to make this really quite tough. I wanted to basically fatigue the legs as much as I could um, I wanted to deplete to a degree. I wanted to start our workout um, in a state of fatigue and 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 almost like with our legs, almost be sore and stiff and tired by the time we have to start running fast. And and this thirty k loop definitely did it. So you can have a like like a look. The How first, much elevations in that? Yeah. Well, it's actually not that much. Isn't so it? Yeah. it was only. I'm going to say um, it was about uh, 490, 4, 480 oh, or something.
1: That's decent, mate. Yeah.
0: But if, if, if this was on a road, that would be decent, but this was on like sandy fire tracks. And the sharpness, if you can kind of look at the steepness of those, um, those hills, proper steep. Mm-hmm. So on one, like one of them was about 15% gradient and then – it backed up into another like 10% gradient hill and then it kept climbing. And this was on sandy tracks too. So it was actually a really difficult long run. I know Matt Gunther finished it. He was just doing the easy bit. He said it's the hardest long run he's ever done. And we were moving on it. So we run, I run four minute K pace for that lap, I think, 401s and <laughs> yeah. and that was It gave us a gap of 350, but that felt like probably 320, 330 to me. And all of us were pretty cooked by the time we got back to the car. And then the workout started. So we changed shoes and we did this on Forest Road, which is a nice flat um, asphalt road at the top of of the forest. And the idea was 2K steady. This was supposed to be about marathon type effort. And then we would take two minutes total rest. Then one minute hard, the idea was to go a bit quicker, like 5k type pace. And then we would take 90 seconds rest. um, And we would do that three times. So uh, first rep, 312, took two minutes. I was taking a little longer rest because I was letting the guys, the other group go and I was catching them. And so I I was like, it would give me something to chase down. So, I gave him 10 seconds or so and then chased him down. And then, um, so I went 312, three minutes for the one minute. Then we turned around and we got a downhill. And so I ran 3 uh, 3, turned around for the uphill, which was 3 2. That was the hardest rep by far. And by this stage, I had proper bonked. Like, I was pretty fucked. And I was feeling a little bit, like, kind of slightly dizzy. And my legs were totally beat. Uh, so, the last rep, We got a kind of a half sort of uh, uphill, I guess it was. I'm not sure. It's just slightly uphill. Um, It was 3.5 pace. It says it's... Oh, actually, I'm on the wrong one. Um, It was 3.8 pace. 3.8 pace, went up six metres, and then turned around and came back on a flat for 2.56 last K. And, geez, I was happy to see the back of this. So it was 40k with 9k of solid running, and then um, 30k of a, a hilly tempo, and and this this one here was probably the the biggest and hardest one of the block. Mm. That was a good session. Yeah, yeah. The, these trails are tough. Like I I, I rate I, that. I, mm. Yeah, it was. I I really like beating the legs up like that, and then hitting the paces. I think it it gives you feels of the marathon that just. Doing it straight three by five k doesn't. Doing with yeah. fresh legs and feeling fine, yeah. like that first five k is easy. Whereas the first few reps of this feels like you've hit the twenty five thirty k mark of a marathon. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Um, no, and that nothing
1: pick away that. As soon as I saw that session, I was like, I rate it. I I'd copy that one.
0: Yeah, you would like it. I think you would like yeah. it down there. So
1: one hundred
0: thirty k for the week or light week, and now we'll um. We'll pick it up again. Let's Just quickly,
1: where's your head after that? Realistically, I I know you know you're playing it pretty low key, no ego, la la da da What realistically, what are you thinking in the back of your head? Brady and you are yous aren't thinking sub two twenty. You have got to be thinking going out sixty eight.
0: Oh, not six. What's that pace? What's sixty eight?
1: I don't know two sixteen, whatever that is, three fifteens or something like that.
0: Maybe about that. We'll see how that feels on the day. I was thinking about that could be a good starting point, uh, maybe, maybe a little slower. It depends how the packs find itself. You might, they might, I haven't seen the field yet, but there might be, a, there might be women in there that run, want to run 217, so it could be perfect for us to jump in with them. That's true, yeah. yeah.
1: You, you could very well run a PB. No, I but won't run a, you, I, I won't. I know you. I know you might not have the same volume, but your sessions have been actually pretty damn good
0: yeah i will push these sessions out to the next one where i have a crack but i won't go out fast enough to run a pb in this one like Mm -hmm. i won't i won't risk it i just yeah but the next one later in the year maybe mid-year that's that's when i'll have a crack yeah Yeah. nice um we have a guest we're going to bring him in here he is he comes from wa dean menzies welcome to the show Hey Moose. Hey Reese. Hey
3: Rachel. How are you doing? Hi.
0: So um Dean, I, oh, Race, you gone. Um I said to the guys before I said, Oh, we got Dean Menzies coming on. And Reese says, Who's that? <laughs> I did uh, not say that. Bullshit. My
1: first thing, Dean, was I didn't he scalp you at Sydney, Moose? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks, Reese.
1: Appreciate no. that.
0: I said he's gone under. He's gone under two twenty four times. You should know this bloke. He's one of our best marathoners. He's one of our most consistent marathoners.
3: We are. You know, we, we're we're a bit further away in WA. We're a different time zone. We might get forgotten about a little bit. Maybe sometimes.
0: I think that's happened. Actually, I think that might have happened. Um,
3: Rachel, she knew
0: who you were. She was straight up. Yeah, to that. She said, "Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> Dean." <laughs> I, that's a problem though, because you guys, you and um, Ben Chamberlain, he ran under two twenty as well, didn't he, one time?
3: Yeah, I don't know. or oh, he may not have done a marathon. He's done a quick half, uh, quick, oh, and half. you know, yeah. yeah, he's more five ten k. But he's actually moved to Melbourne recently, so um, yeah. yeah oh, so, hello. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. you might see him on the uh, uh, on the cross country scene over winter. Oh
0: yeah, how's the WA got know. a cross country course? Mm, <laughs> not
3: not much not they don't have yeah we don't have too much of a um our WA marathon club like they they run events probably every other week that's probably the main form of competition locally but that's probably why we come over to sydney and melbourne to have a dip and um you know race you guys
0: yeah so dino you've got a um pb of 21742 now, significantly, you ran that at Osaka last year mm-hmm. so our, we're going to get inside your head tonight and try to work out how do we how do we make Osaka a success
3: like t- talk us through that race last year yeah, so um well, you'd know the first half of it, um so, the- oh, yes. <laughs> 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 the um it was it was it was cool this the morning, so it was i think four degrees feels like zero, so it was really lovely in terms of temperature. Mm-hmm. We had about twenty k an hour winds, so I think we had a little bit of breeze um the days i think before and after were a bit more still than that so it meant that it was a little windy and so I think trying to find some some groups to run with um were important um so I went out with um matt fox and um and there was an American guy there's a few sort of um people that had sort of agreed around that sort of 69-minute through halfway um, might be about right. And there was probably about 20 of us that um, were in a group, mainly Japanese. There was probably a group maybe 30 seconds up the road through halfway. And then there was probably a big gap um, to Caden Shields, you would remember Caden Moose. And so I, I think he, I... Yeah, so I think he was trying to run around a PV. so sort of that 213 sort of pace but there really wasn't there was him and maybe four um Japanese guys to run with um but there wasn't a heap of um heap of people around that sort of time so uh, I think he found it harder going whereas for me sort of running um a couple minutes further down the road we were pretty lucky and we I ended up having someone to run with effectively the whole way so we 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 hit every split within five seconds of each other and I think that made a big difference because I think 35 to 40k was sort of into a headwind so um, that was sort of a tougher part of the race. Um, that and then probably there was a hill at 28Ks, but it looks like that that's moved now, or, or maybe isn't there. I think you mentioned there might have been some course rework. So um, it looks like there might be a hill around 32Ks, maybe, but it, hopefully it's um, with some of the redesigns, it might be flatter and faster.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, I do remember seeing you at a few of the turnarounds because there were a few turnarounds last year where you could sort of see ahead and and I did see you in that pack and thought, "Gee, that's a massive pack. you guys looking pretty strong up there, and there were a few gaps in front of you, like it was notable and and but when you look at the results, it doesn't really show because all it shows is the the, the really fast group blowing to shit and yeah. and just just basically filtering back through the two fourteen to 16.
3: yeah, I think a hundredth or so split like thirty o three or something like there was just that yeah. super pack in front, which was insane and then there was a couple of smaller packs but we were pretty lucky like we still had probably 20 or so at least through say 15ks and then we ended up blowing apart a bit um and ran a quicker split and ended up catching the group in front and then a few of us still worked together yeah through to about 35 32ks probably up that 20 yeah around that 28k hill it uh, sort of sorted a few people out um but then there's still a couple of us the whole way and it was it was it was cool which was lovely and sort of training over our summer i think makes such a difference so um it still made for a yeah pretty good good morning yeah and that's um
0: the next thing i was going to ask that course that you've you've run on so you've you've run gold coast melbourne lake biwa uh any others that i'm missing there
3: uh did melbourne 2019 and uh, i ran perth last year but that was sort of um Yep. Only a couple of weeks after Sydney, that was a bit um, of cash there, bit of cash yeah. grab. Cash yeah, cash. it was a double cash grab, um, a little bit. So, oh, yeah. double cash, yeah, nice, to get well... that in. Around <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's it. You know, I, uh, yeah, I think that's all the marathons. I've done. And and so Osaka
0: course, like, how did you rate it? Did you find like, that there any? You mentioned the hill, but then a bit of headwind at the end. Did you did you feel like there was good support on course? How was the um drinks and stuff at the uh, for the athletes, like in that sub
3: elite area, that that will be in, the drinks are, are are awesome. That's probably a oh, because oh, I was looking at maybe doing this um, Osaka or um, Shizawoka. A few of the guys that I train with our training group heads over to um, that event, and a difference in the sub elite field is you get access to drinks and um, sort of it's the same setup as what it was for Lake Biwa in the sense that the last. Digit of your number. Um, so you sort of get seated. So, say your 65th seed, you will be on table five and you will be the sixth bottle on that table. And so, what that sort of means is as you're running through, your, um, the people who are 55th, 45th have likely collected their bottles. So, you're running straight up collecting your, your bottle. It's well spaced. Um, the tables are well spaced. So, that's a real highlight, I think, in terms of getting access to drinks. Um, it makes it a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Do you go into this year's event fitter than last year? I think so, yeah. I sort of, I struggled a bit 2022. I sort of trained up for a couple of marathons and didn't do either of them. We sort of, we had um, uh, twins in April. So that sort of um, uh, made training a little bit difficult. Um, And so Osaka was sort of the first prep I got sort of right and was able to get there and then ran Gold Coast and I was probably in pretty similar shape, but it's probably a bit warmer in Gold Coast and there was no real pack or group to run with then. So And so I sort of ran with a group that sort of split 69, 30, 69 high and then um, sort of ran a pretty similar time to Osaka. And then I think I was probably maybe in slightly better shape for Sydney, but it sort of, as you know, mm. it probably wasn't the day for it. So um, I think I'm in better shape now. Um, so I'm hoping to run a bit quicker. Um so that'll be the plan. Um, but like you say, sort of as I maybe caught the the end of, you sort of see how the packs form and sort of set a conservative sort of halfway split and then I think attack it from there.
0: Yeah, that Sydney race was impressive from you. I, I gave you no chance when you went out on your own. Like I, yeah. I watched <laughs> you run away and I'm like, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's going got yeah. 42K in the heat by himself, no packs. <laughs> i'm like we're gonna eat this bloke up
3: (laughs) yeah i thought you might be thinking that and i i think though the the first 15k of that race is probably the most um that's the it was the coolest part of the morning like i think it it started moderately and then got hot and it's not there's not that much elevation in that first 15k so the logic was if if i could get away comfortably then maybe I, i i don't burn too many tickets and I was really happy with the decision up until probably the back part of Centennial, and then I was regretting it. Um, nice. so I <laughs> and then I, then I saw you and Tom basically halved the gap in the space of five 10Ks, and I thought the wheels were about to fall off. but, um, no, but you yeah, did well.
0: That showed how strong you were that day. That was impressive stuff.
3: Um, Reese, you're going to
0: try to be ahead of Dean at Osaka. Got any questions but- for him?
1: Well, you boys pretty much just ruined my hopes and dreams, saying that there was a two sixteen, two seventeen group, and then there was empty space until two o six. So um,
3: there wasn't. Yeah, look, there were a few guys. I think if you you ask Kane, there was certainly a few guys, but I think it was a bit thinner. they sort of they were they very aggressive last year, but I think right, if you so yeah, but like I think Fimo, I'm going
1: cousins,
3: for it. Um, I think really? I'm going
1: for it. Oh well, will if there's no one running. Like if I have a choice between running 64, 65 through halfway or sixty-eight, I'm probably gonna go 64, 65.
0: Mm-hmm. That's probably
3: stupid. That uh, I, I'm I'm a, an accountant by trade, so I'm very conservative. So <laughs> <laughs> but I think run, it big... run it by rap. Run it by rap. But I think yeah. um I think uh, it might depend on the course but 42k by yourself and you're going all the way to Japan it's pretty um pretty lonely isn't it so i don't know yeah. it, it, dep- it depends what you're um happy with if you – it's probably it depend it might might just be on the fly right if it's that's why to have a good time <laughs> <laughs> singapore 2.0 yeah.
1: exactly exactly uh, but yeah like Yeah, ideally be nice and hopefully there's a few little packs, but I think that's the Japanese way, right? It's like even though there could be 100 guys who run under 220 or more, it actually is, you know, there could be 60 or 70 of them running at 206, 207 pace for the first 25, 30K. So it's actually harder than what you think to find a pack, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think it can be. I I. The when I raced Lake Biwa, that was a lot more spread out. There's a lot more packs. So I'm not sure if Osaka was a bit unique last year, but we'll um time will tell. You
0: taking the um the twins over?
3: No, no, going going solo. Um they're uh we, we just came back, we were just down south of Perth just over the weekend and they're sort of at a um easier age now, so um, we'll probably maybe if we if I run Gold Coast Marathon in July, we'll, we'll we'll do that. But I don't think we're um as adventurous enough to to take him over no. to Japan just yet. Not a good call. Not a good call. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good on paper.
0: Reese will probably try it. <laughs> sure are you going solo, it. Reese, or are you um taking the fam to
1: Osaka?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh Osaka. I'm solo. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, are
0: so, taking
2: the partner? Yeah, he's running, actually. His training's going well. Ah, so, yeah. There you go. There yeah, at, you least, go. yeah can, at least I can get out there and support him. I, yeah, he ran Sydney as well, so I went out to support him for that and now get to support him again. Oh,
1: I that sucks. I, really have, I, have, I, have, yeah. I have a quick question for you, Dean and Moose. So this year or last year, everyone turned up the Sydney Marathon, right? He's made a big hoo-ha about how hot it was, how slow the course was. Did you boys look at the times the year before? There's a different the, course because yeah, because yeah, yeah. they apparently they apparently made the course faster for you boys, and we still had 27 degree weather. I'm just saying. What
3: um, what elevation was was it when you? Oh went? mate, I don't know. I'm just. It was stirring. a very. <laughs>
0: <different> <laughs> it was a very different course. I don't think you went down to that, um, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. MacArthur. They generally
1: marketed the race to say it's going to be faster this year.
0: Uh, faster because they got more Africans and it was faster. Or maybe it wasn't actually, my bad. Your your yeah. year, you had some pretty fast people. It was a 2-7 year, I think, was it? Yeah. I think the, the difference is is
1: the, the flat bit that you're talking about, we finished on the flat bits. So the last 15K was flat, so we got the hills over and done with early on.
3: Yeah. How do you think you would have gone, race, if you were? Body well, well, I had a. Str-
1: yeah, well, it's, it's hard to know, isn't it? Keep in, um,
3: keep in mind
0: what Brett Robinson ran and then also what Tom Decanto ran before you answer well, that.
1: I'm just saying, mate, the year before, 217 solo.
0: What did you run at Melbourne? 214. You're a good runner. You're a good runner. <laughs>
1: but you're right but you hadn't said right like tom's gone and run 211 like a couple of months later like i'm not actually saying i'm just talking absolute shit here to you boys but um, uh i I had to run i ran sydney in the solo in the heat doing this bloody hilly course and no one bats an eyelid and then you boys go running and the whole world's hoo harring about how hard this course is and how hot it is and all this sort of stuff you're a good
0: runner you're You're a great runner (laughs) (laughs) um dean
1: that was a good run bud dean i'm glad you scouted
0: (laughs) 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 the um the wa scene it came it came on real strong for a while but it feels like it's it's sort of tapered off tell us what's going on over there
3: yeah um well i think it's maybe hopefully it's coming back um we sort of um, Matt Ramson you know Matt he's got a, a decent group of, of guys that he's running with I think um, Dan Kanala um, and a few other guys that are sort of um, training with him so there's there's a few guys that are running well sort of over the 5-10k um, but yeah we probably we there's probably a few people that have that were running well that are that are injured at the moment so sort of Nick's not running I know Nira's sort of um, Jerob she's Raced well over on the east coast. Um, I think for for a few people, we sort of lost a bit of traction through COVID, and then it's sort of now everything sort of races are back. Um, things are uh, you know for Perth people, I think in particular, there are some great local races, but also the opportunities to sort of we don't have the depth of field that say you do in Melbourne. So um, for us to be able to start traveling again, I think people are getting more excited. There's at least a handful of us all heading over to Osaka and then there's people racing Tokyo and she's a worker over the next few few weeks so i think it's it's on the improve all right all right we'll what's your
1: squad that. look what's your squad look like like how many guys or women how many like what's how many like are you running with in your sessions or is it mostly solo yeah.
3: no so well so on a tuesday we rock up to the track there's about say 50 of us um so mm-hmm. in terms of ranging varying abilities, and there's sort of um uh there's sessions on sort of all the time so through through front runner you can it, so you sort of pick it around what works for you with your lifestyle and work schedule so for me tuesday night at the track thursday afternoon sort of um there's a threshold session that i'll join and saturday morning and there's probably anywhere between say 30 and 50 people um at a given session at any point in time and then um uh a uh, you know, half a There's not many people that I do my long run with. I sort of just to save time, just go straight out the door from home when it suits me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I will have company to run with um, each training session. I rock up, rock up to. And what's Raf like as a
1: coach? He seems like a very passionate bloke.
3: Yeah, I think he's very passionate about marathon, very passionate about running, and that's pretty infectious. So I think when I joined, I hadn't run a marathon and. I think his sort of love for the marathon and love for running sort of helps, you know, inspire me and um, motivate me to sort of give it a go. And I've sort of loved um, training for and and racing them. And sort of it's a fun fun distance. Um, it sort of suits my temperament and maybe physiology a bit. So um, yeah, he's been he's he's, he's been great. Um, sort of yeah, uh, huge support and a, and a good 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 in terms of goal setting and, and, you know, motivating us to sort of try and improve and get out and race. Yeah.
0: Now that Nick's injured, are you the, yeah. um, you the golden child over there?
3: Yeah, you're top dog. Golden For boy. now. I mean, it, it ebbs and flows, you know. You take it while you can, but I'm sure there'll be some. It's always some young, yeah. you know.
1: You boys just had a 2.16 marathon or moved west?
3: We Yes, yes, I've been. Yeah.
1: Um, One of our, our friend of the show Miss.
0: Who's 16? Oh, I don't
3: know. Yeah, who's, no, I've been sliding into his DMs.
1: Have you, have you messaged
0: him yet?
3: Yeah, we've gone for a, a, a couple of um, jogs. Oh, um, who? Oh, wow. Just say who. <laughs> you,
1: you. No, let it tease him. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Huey Williams, mate, has moved uh, to oh. Perth. Yeah. He hasn't run a marathon since 2019, but he's very – sounds like he's preparing and hoping to yeah get back onto him. He's had a young kid and stuff, so he's hoping to get back into him this year. So there's a good training partner for you, mate. Yeah, hopefully
3: we'll push the pram together, get out there. and <laughs> well, You've got twins a bit harder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dino, you've been a good chat, so I'm going to keep you in if you've got a spare 15 minutes for question time. Sounds good. How do you feel about that?
3: Yep. Yep beat um, last time
0: yeah you're actually a fair bit funnier than reese so we might get some laughs this. let's start off i'm going to pepper you rachel first preferred sock height is it different for training or racing um so do you where are we talking and let me just set them out for you we got crew now that's going midway up the calf we got quarter Uh, that's going just above like the ankle bones sitting about that far above your shoe and then we've Mm. got no show which sits down sort of shoe height i'm gonna
2: go with d none of the above i prefer a short crew so like up one third of the shin i don't like i don't like halfway up the shin because i'm quite short so for me that looks like just a bit ridiculous yeah
0: it is particularly
2: if i'm like racing in briefs or something and it's just like briefs like most of my leg and then just half of like the shin so I like a short crew
0: a short crew would you call it a mini crew
2: I've never thought about it before (laughs)
0: well all right I I, you know I know that there is that style I've left it out just not to confuse things but good work I Mm -hmm. I I I actually like that as well that's probably my racing height that I pick maybe a little bit less if it's hot um Dino what about you
3: I used to, once upon a time. I know it's a Mizuno sponsored podcast. I used to run in like the universes. <laughs> Do you ever run in? Oh um, yeah, Mizuno universes. Yeah, yeah. And So what? <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> they were my favourite shoe, and so le- less, less was more then. And so I would definitely go for little to no sock. But now I uh, now I'm not so fast. So I'll definitely go a uh, medium, yeah, medium crew sock. I think same as similar to Rachel. All right, medium crew brand of choice, Steigen. I think,
0: yeah, or Steigen, Rachel. Mm. Brand of choice, uh,
2: if it's not Mizuno socks, then I'd probably go features.
0: Yeah, all right, they got different thicknesses. You're a thin medium,
2: like a medium.
0: All right, Reese, you have something eclectic to give us a bet. I
1: will, I wear cycling socks. Uh, I go, so I go crew. Hi. Uh, just the ones I wore at Melbourne, you know, MAP, the cycling brand? Yeah, yeah. That was a pair of MAP crew socks. Is there a reason that you prefer them over a running brand? Uh, just they're nice and thin and breathable and... I don't know, aerodynamics. Just, aerodynamics 10%. is exactly right.
0: <laughs> There's literally thousands <laughs> of running socks that are thin and breathable. <laughs> Yeah, well, don't, there you don't go, people.
1: Go to, your, go to your cycling store to get your running <laughs> socks, not your local <laughs> running store.
0: I remember buying, when I was mountain biking, when I was injured, I bought some map socks. And I'm like, yeah. why the fuck do these cost so much? And then I got them and they're like exactly like the running socks that I sell for $30. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Cycling, they just make the same stuff and they just put it up 200%.
3: I used to think they were all the same until I heard, uh, half tights were all the same until I heard about the, the special half tights. So. Oh, yeah.
0: you got to yeah. get to the expo early. Sounds you like it. Yeah. I wore them the other day and I remember thinking, this is a different half tight. on Really? Me?
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, really?
1: What, what size do you wear?
0: Uh, I think I got large and they are so small. Like, yeah. they are so tight. And then Jordan, mm. he ended up extra large. So I looked over unisex. So I remember mm. now at the expo, yeah. I grabbed a medium and I'm like, what's wrong? Like I, I was trying to get them to tell me if it was women's or men's and they didn't speak mm. English. And I was like, fuck, this is so much harder than it should be. So I just, mm. I tried the extra large. It felt pretty comfy. But I think the idea is that they're pretty, pretty tight on you. So mm. I'm normally a small through medium. So um, consider that when you try them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good. Good stuff there. Uh, next one. Um, I'm going to just roll down a few here, get through. There are some good ones, but, um, we've covered them already. Some of them are a little bit too specific to the, um, to the person asking it. Oh, they're asking for personal advice, are they? (laughs) If you believe you can achieve. (laughs) All right, I'm going to ask Dean a training-related question here. Um, Well, it's not really a training. To improve, oh, where'd it go? I've done them all out of order. It was about, what are your thoughts on influencers providing running advice on Instagram to beginner runners? So... I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. Dino that one first. How's the influencer
3: culture over in w a <laughs> um gr- growing growing pretty quickly um I think it's it enough that it gets spoken about a bit on long runs um ah good, yeah, so I think. I think it's good for the sport that people are, are sort of having a go and sort of learning. And I think the influencer maybe appeals to sort of a new runner. So they sort of it's sort of like surface level information, and it's maybe not always completely accurate information. But it's good that people are getting out there and um, you know talking about running. I think it's really good for the sport. I think running is getting more and more popular, and for a sport that traditionally you know doesn't have as much a following, I think that's a good thing. In terms of the accuracy and 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 the um, relying on the information, I think it's sort of like a real user beware because I think it's probably, uh, yeah, not not always the most informative content.
0: Oh, that's mm. you are an accountant. You play that. That's <laughs> diplomatic, yeah. isn't it? I'm yeah. yeah. Rachel, that you don't have to be you you don't have to be like risk averse or whatever. You can just go for it. Tell us what you think. You might love it.
2: (laughs) Um, So I don't mind, like, people giving their anecdotal advice about, like, this is what I do in my training and just telling that as a story. But I I personally don't like when people that are influencers give advice as to what others should do, particularly when it comes to health-related issues. I think Mm. if you're looking at someone on their social media profile, you should assess whether you think are they educated enough to be telling me this because like i feel like i'm a doctor and i want to be a sports doctor but i would never put on my instagram anything about medical advice nutrition advice coaching advice because i'm not a specialist yet i'm not a nutritionist and i'm not a coach so i'm educated enough to know that i shouldn't be giving out that advice that's but that's so that's
1: the issue the issue is it's the uneducated people yeah. that are giving the advice. They don't realise that there's an issue because they haven't gone to a degree or they don't understand ethics.
2: So that's what I'm saying to the person that is approaching this mm. uh, social media page. Think, is this person, edu- are they educated mm. enough to be giving out this advice? Because the answer is probably, unless it has on their social media profile like accredited dietitian, and they're clinically applying that in practice, probably not. So just, I, I think just take it with a pinch of salt.
0: One of the things that I've learned is that if someone has time to make long, like uh, jazzy, really clean Instagram content about their job, they're probably not very busy <laughs> and and they're probably not very busy because they're not very good at what they do. The people that are really good at what they do are busy doing what they do. They don't have to make content for the internet. They don't comment on posts. They don't make reels that take them four hours to do in the morning before they go to work. They actually just go to work and do what they do because they're mm. good at what they do. It's 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 the ones that... Um, don't jazz up their Strava with uh, videos. and Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, that might cop some heat soon but that's not from me um reese what do you think you'd be a you'd be a fan of that you spend a bit of time on instagram
1: i uh no i i think rachel absolutely nailed it it's just kind of like the people giving this information a lot of the time they're not qualified it's um i look at running influencers a bit like a running coach giving physio advice
0: <laughs> <laughs> well in that case Oh, <laughs> I'll start taking notes. <laughs> all right. Very, yeah. No, I see influences for me, like they are good for our sport because they bring I attention, agree, yeah. especially when they're popular ones that do it. However, yeah. it makes sometimes you want to stick a fork in your eye when you are watching
1: I think, I think Rachel nailed it where I think it's all right if you're out there just telling your story. Like this is how yeah. I'm trying to achieve it. This is what I do. But if you're not qualified to give out your nutrition advice or like dietetic advice or injury advice and things like that, then maybe hold back on that. But if you're just telling your story, then it's okay. It's, it's good to watch.
0: And let's be real. If you go and pay for physio, half of them are just guessing giving the wrong advice anyway. So you might as well just take it off In Mate, it's taking you two
1: minutes to get that jab
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a question that came up from last week's show and I haven't actually... um. It's not a listener question. It's just me to Rachel. How quickly after you got off the show did you go and find some footage of you running to see if you're a heel striker or <laughs> four foot striker?
2: <laughs> Very quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can
2: I'm a four foot striker. Uh, a sorry.
0: Please share some footage I, I, I with you us just show so we can <laughs> my
2: videos. If you like, I even got I even got my partner to cross check it. I was like, "Can you just check this for me? sure i should not a heel striker here, and I've got some accusations coming from my coach.
0: Runners just hate, <laughs> think, hate being told that they're not a perfect four-foot
1: striker. Mm. <laughs> Who's um, the – you know the American runner, Abdi Abdurrahan? Oh, yeah. The, the how do say his Yeah, he is the biggest heel striker ever, and he's like a four- or five-time Olympian.
0: Yeah. There's no, nothing wrong with heel striking. No. Nah. Rachel, there's nothing wrong with it. Don't worry
2: about it. I'm not. I'm not worried about something <laughs> I
0: don't do. Dean? You're a, real, you're a real toe runner, aren't you, Dean, if I remember correctly?
3: Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, well, I think I'm. think the Alpha, Fly's, Alpha Fly ones helped me quite a bit, which I would oh, yeah. have thought, yeah, might suggest I'm a bit, is that a bit more of a heel striker I would have thought. But...
0: You hit that uh, real, oh, I don't know. You're a bit what too far you? in front for me to tell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll see at the turnarounds in Osaka. And I'll, I'll yell when out. You, uh, when you breeze, breeze past
3: me towards the back end. Yeah, <laughs> Moose is talking himself down. Far out. It's the best way to be, I think. Yeah, it is true. That's all part of his strategy, I think. Yeah, it is. He's, he, deep down, he knows he's going sub 215 here. I think there's a lot of Look
1: at him. He's even trying to run. hold back a smirk.
0: That yeah. is so fast. I can't do that. If you run under sub 15, sub 215, you are another level of athlete. Sorry, Dean. <laughs> oh, yeah, <no. laughs> Just recent eye, mate. Just recent eye, <laughs> One day you'll get there. One day uh, you'll step up. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That'll do for the questions. I like. Them. I'll save some for next week. Um, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do before you go, Dean. I'm going to get this in. This is our mid-read. Complementing the Wave Rebellion Pro 2 is the Wave Rebellion Flash 2, combining Mizuno's performance foam with smooth speed assist technology and a nylon plate. Sitting in that do-it-all category, the Flash suits up-tempo jogging, tempo sessions and faster long runs. Thanks for bearing with us through that. Dino, you, know you got yourself a pair of those Rebellion Pros. Are you sponsored by a company?
3: I'm not, but I have. Um, I was lucky enough to be sent a pair of the um, yeah Rebellion Pro 2s and um, enjoyed them. I think I enjoyed the first iteration as 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 well. I think the um, the, I really love the grip on them. Um, I found it oh, of yeah. the tread, yeah, grip grip and rip really nice. Um, so yes, no, do enjoy enjoy them. That's for sure.
0: Yep. Mizuno, they know how to nail a um out of sole. That's <laughs> one thing that they are very good at. That grip, um, I, that first one it was exceptional. You're right. Uh, all right, well. Let's call it a night. Firstly, Dean, what do you got this week? What's your big sessions coming up?
3: Um, I think I've got a marathon-specific session on uh, on Saturday. So I did something similar to you, Julian, on Friday, just gone in terms of three K repeats. I think I've got something. Mm-hmm. Um, what pace is similar on Saturday? <laughs> they weren't as quick as yours, so I think you've got me covered. Wow, well, your coach. I wasn't reaching, maybe quite as hard though. I think so. Yeah, you just yeah. seen Brady.
4: <laughs>
3: does your coach self. give you
1: the session? Does your coach give you the session before the warm up, Dean?
3: No, so we, we've sort of got it mapped out. Maybe say four weeks in advance through training peak. Four we weeks in advance.
1: Yeah, Moose. When your when your Surf Coast guys turn up, when do they find out about their session?
0: Well, on Wednesday it was before we started warming up. So oh,
1: before the warm up, that's nice of you.
0: Yeah. You know what it does? It limits the amount of complaining and bitching and negotiating that I have to deal with all through the week slash month. So I've decided now to get rid of that. They get the workout. All they have is 20 minutes to consider it. And by that stage, there's like they're committed to it. So we changed the thinking a little bit about it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I think the athletes are enjoying it too. No mental yeah. stress, worrying about it at night when I give them a hard one? My
1: uh, Sorry, you Dean. Don't reckon they,
3: no,
0: okay.
1: You the, don't uh, reckon they're sitting around all day thinking, oh, Jesus, should I have a set, like a pasta for lunch or are you working out in the morning or afternoon? Like you'd ruin their entire day.
0: I tell them the amount of work they got, the total okay. volume of the session, and then I'll tell them potentially like this Wednesday, I said, you got a fartlek on Wednesday.
1: But a fartlek like could be 40Ks in distance or it could be 15.
0: It ain't, it's Wednesday. They go to work. They know what they're in for, basically. Okay. Yeah.
3: Dino, this week, uh, session. Sorry. Yeah. Let's do so, it. No, Big one. Yeah, so, so Saturday is 12K steady into 3 by 35 k with 500-metre float into 3 by 25 k with a 500-metre float into 3 by one5 k with a 500-metre float. Now, uh, please tell me you're
0: progressing the paces through that those intervals. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I am. You've got a good coach. Yeah. Why Why do you progress those paces? Tell me that.
3: Oh I just do what I'm told, really. I just uh Yeah, see there's no
0: reason
1: behind it. He doesn't even know why he's doing it. It's, well, we had, it's no, a stupid no, no.
3: formula. <laughs> we had a big I, argument before about this. It's I don't it's, know if I don't know if you need necessarily need to, do you? Yeah, I, I, you I do
0: Yeah. Just just Rap's a good man. Rap's a smart fella, you do what you're told and uh everything will work
3: out well, as it already has in your career. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently it hasn't until I've run under 2.15, so I've got work to do it. Exactly right. It's
1: the too
2: much progression, isn't it?
3: Um, Rachel, you've got one more
0: week of rest. Any chin-up plans this week?
2: I'm just going to keep plugging away at the assisted chin-up machine. Um, How many
0: times a week do you hit the machine?
2: Twice? To, yeah, no, three times because, okay. try to, yeah, try to give it a day. I mean, I'm doing... <laughs> Because I'm trying I'm lit my goal is to just do one. So I'm doing as heavy as I can manage, but very small amount of reps. So it's only like I'm only there for a couple of minutes trying it. I should probably do more upper body stuff to try and um
0: Yeah, I was thinking you need a training for program for this. Yeah, I might you need to do um... like some rows and uh lat yeah. pull downs.
2: Yeah. It's hard because but... I'm doing all this bloody calf stuff as well. So fit it all in. I've got so much rehab stuff to do at the moment, but
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll just keep you're not running though, so you got all this time to fill in.
2: Well, I've picked, because I have picked up extra shifts, so I'm doing four shifts this week. Oh,
0: so, yeah. Wow. Business class to Japan?
2: <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't think so. Hopefully, oh. so I can take the time off when I'm back running.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pro athlete life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reese, what, what's going on with you this week? Back to work? Oh. Yeah, back to work, pretty similar
1: to you. I'll just do something midweek and then just do that big session on Sunday that keeps yes. changing. But you said it's 8, 6, 4, 2, you reckon?
0: Um, 8, 6, 4, 2, and then there'll be a 2K float and there'll also be a 1.5K float and then a 1K float. So the float gets shorter and then the reps get shorter too. And is this a progression
4: run?
0: You <laughs> <laughs> You're quite welcome to progress it. Uh, I'm going to just pull up some details, actually. My computer yeah. just shoot itself. Um, here we go. So this is the the plan. So we're doing a workout on Sunday. It's going to be at Albert Park. Time frame, 6.30 a.m. Drop your bottles. Drop your nutrition to the table setup. 6.45, you can warm up. Um, 7.15, session starts. So I think that's the start time of the race as well. So we're trying to lock that in. The location, Albert Road Drive. Uh, you'll, you'll know this well, Rachel. The drive is close to traffic at one end, so traffic should be limited. The drive is next to the warm-up track at Lakeside. There's a toilet block. Runners are best to park in the service lane car park perpendicular to Albert Road and walk across to Albert Road Drive. Um, on the whiteboard, on arrival, head to Mizuno Van, register your interest in a specific session. Give yourself an idea of who you'll be running with. So write your name on the board. There'll be shoes there to try on. You've got the Rebellion Pro 2 and the Flash 2. So that could be good if you um want to take a pair out, see if it could be a race day shoe. Precision Hydration. Uh, they're going to be hooking us up with gels, chews, drink, drink mix sachets. Um so that's that's awesome. You can practice their nutrition on the day. Bottles, water, personal drinks will be placed. Um, there'll be some recycling cups as well. That's pretty cool. Tub will be on the side of the road, 100 metres down for um, to dump your stuff in. Now, this is the safety stuff. Run on the left-hand side of the road on the inside of the bike lane in an anti-clockwise direction. Um,
3: who owns the Parrot? That's one of my kids, sorry.
0: (laughs) That was a good shriek. Um, That'll be fun this week. That'll be great. What paces are you going to run for this um, Reese?
1: I would like to just try and hit them all kind of, uh, you know, anywhere from 3.07 to 3.10. Maybe start the first couple around 3.10 and then, you know, progress through the old progression, as they
0: say. That's clever from you. Um, mm. It'd be good to see you, Rachel. You, will you be down there? Will you be?
2: No, unfortunately not. When when the date, I was going to come down and cycle, but then they changed the date. But I'm down in Port Ferry for a wedding. So oh, I won't make
0: Okay. It. All right. Well, yes. Port Ferry is a nice spot. You'll enjoy yeah. that. That is. It'd
1: be a great spot to run a marathon, Port Ferry.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're the ambassador, are you, Reese, down there?
1: <laughs> Just love the place, mate. I am.
0: um uh All right, good. I've got a fartlek, and then I'm going to come up and run this with you. So that'll be fun. I can't wait nice. to watch all these guys race at the front. It'll be a classic. Watch. We should put a tape up just to see who can win.
1: We should actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll enjoy it. It'll be good to see people race.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Dean. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Looking seeing you in Osaka.
1: Yeah, mate, come join the uh, 66 Halfway group. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Um,
0: all right, guys, we'll catch you on Sunday, Rachel, Monday.
2: See ya. Enjoy the session, guys.
0: All right, so training. See you, guys. The Inside Running Podcast Road to Osaka series is powered by Mizuno, committed to making marathoners faster for now and the future.